with the help of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daflamet Ches. We left off on Daflamet Ches, Amadal of two lines from the top of the Amid. The Gemara continues to quote the second halacha that we learned in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, quoting from the Mishnah, If an ox that belongs to a Yid, that gourd, the ox that belongs to a Knani, and we'll explain soon what we mean with Knani, Potter, there the din is, is that the Yid is not obligated to pay for the damages. However, the Mishnah concluded, if the shayt of the Knani gourd, the shayt shal Yisrael, there he has to pay, nezik shalim. So asks the Gemara Amri, they asked, like we had in the previous sugya, if the words that the trader uses in the beginning of the parsha of Tam, that kiyigayf, shayt ish, es, shayt reyeyu, if a ox of a man gores, the ox of his fellow, meaning that they are equals. If that means dafka, if that is to be taken literally, in other words, the whole parsha of one being obligated to pay for damages that one does or that happens to a person is only when both the damager and the damagee are hidden, then the knani kinogach the Yisrael nami liftar. Then even if the shoiras of the knani that gores the shoiras of Yisrael, the knani should also be exempt. As the shoyd of Yisrael that gores the shoyd of the Knani, that the owner of the shoyd is exempt. And the ira eyolav dafke, then I feel of the Yisrael, ki nagach the Knani nechayev, answers the Gemara, Amar Rababohu, Amar Krom. And here we are quoting a Pasuk in Habakkuk, and the Pasuk reads that Amad vayimoideid edetz, that God arose. And he judged the land, Ra'o Hashem saw, Vayater Goyim. And he released the nations. What does this Pasuk mean? Says Rabbi Bohu, that Rome, that when Hashem saw that initially, Sheva Mitzvah Shekib Lualeim Noyach, that the nations of the world, who are referred to as the sons of Noyach, from whom the entire world comes from. They initially accepted upon themselves to keep what we call the seven Noahide laws. As an easy sin to remember what they are, the first three are the three mitzvahs that a yid has to give one's life, Yehorik Ba'al Yavr, which is not, God forbid, to ever participate in Avodah Zara, nor in Gilu Arroyas, nor in Shvichas Domin. And the other four, as a simon, is Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit. Aleph is that a goy is not allowed to eat Eber Menachai. Beis is Sagi Nohar Birchas Hashem. In other words, one is not allowed to blaspheme. Gimel is Geneva, Gzela, not allowed to steal. And the Dalit is Dinim, that they have to set up where they live a judicial system. So Kiv and Shaloi Kaimu, when Hashem saw that the Goyim were not keeping the seven Noahide laws, and according to some Rishonim, we are specifically referring to them not establishing the Dinim, not establishing a judicial system. And the, the, not, uh, many nations today do have, most nations today have judicial systems. But here we are referring specifically to the Kananim, that they didn't have a judicial system. So therefore, when they damaged one the other, they got away with everything. So, So the response, Hashem's reaction is, is Hashem made their mamayim freed up for Jews. What does that mean? Very important. It doesn't mean that a yid has the right to steal from a guy. Actually, that's a machlekes that Tosfos brings that we have in Baba Basra. Whether Gezel Kanani is Asad or Mutter. But in our sugya, we are referring specifically to this din. 
that really and therefore if the shayr of a knani gores a shayr shal yisrael he should be putter. But since by them lays din lays dayan, they're not they're, they're not enforcing any order. So as a knas, so to say, they have to pay if their animal gored an animal that belongs to a yid. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechanan, who holds of the same concept that something happened and because of it is amad vehiter memaynam liyisrael. Specifically in this case, he learns it mehachar from a pasuk that we have at in Chumash at the end of the entire Chumash, in the beginning of Parsha Zay Sabracha, there the Pasuk says that that Hashem revealed Himself from Mount Paran, and Astoisvus beautifully speaks out that Mount Paran, even though it, 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 there, there is a debate whether this is another name to Har Sinai itself, Toysvus goes with the opinion that Har Paran belongs in the territory of Eretz Yishmael, but it is in the same larger region of Sinai. And this is referring to the moment that when Hashem was going to give the Torah to the Yidden, beforehand he went around to the nations and he asked them whether they want it. And let's read inside Rashi, in Tapara, the end of the first line on the Amid, that Nipadon, that Kishesive, when Hashem went around, and Vehechzir HaTorah Kol and he asked all the nations whether they want it, and Veloi Kiblua, and they did not accept it, back in the Gemara, that Nipadon Haifia Mimaynim Yisrael, that because of them not willing to accept the Torah, Hashem enacted this exception, that Ashur Kanani, and now it doesn't only mean a Kanani, According to Rabbi Yechanan, he went, like Rashi says, to all the nations, that now they are obligated to pay Nezek Shalem when their shoid was Mazak our shoid. Continues the Gemara, Tanya Namihachi, likewise we learned in Abraisa, that shoid shal Yisrael, shonagach shal shal Kanani Potter, as we learned in our Mishnah. However, the first white line, shoid shal Kanani, shonagach shal shal Yisrael, bein tam, bein mut, you have to pay Nezek Shalem. And Mishal and Nezek Shalem, why? So first, the Braise brings the pasuk that Rabbi Bob brought. Shenem, as it says, that Oma, that Hashem again, Hashem stood up, Hashem arose, Vayemoidid Eretz, and he judged the land, Ro'a, Hashem saw, Vayater, Goyim, and he released the nations, and the Braise said, now, Ve'oimid brings another pasuk, and now he brings the pasuk that Rabbi Yechanan brings, from the Zaysa Bracha, that Ho'ifiyah Mahar Paran, that Hashem revealed himself in the region of Sinai, in the place called Harpanan, and he asked the Goyim whether they want to accept the Torah, and they negated, they denied accepting it, and because of that, they now have to pay Nezek Shalim. I just want to also point out that according to many, it wasn't that there wasn't even a Havamina, that Hashem was asking the Goyim whether they want to accept the Torah. The Torah was, predates the world. In the Torah it says, And those words were always there. But if you'll read the Medrash, you'll see that the questions that the Goyim asked Hashem, what are the rules of the Torah, it's specifically referring to the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach. In other words, Hashem wanted to give to the Goyim, to them directly, a Gilui, in way, for them to hear from Hashem the Sheva Mitzvah's. And they who did not want to hear it directly from Hashem, so now we, the Jewish people, have the obligation and the schus to teach them the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach. Back over here. Now, my Oimer, why did the Braise need to have two psukim? Because Vechitem, if you're going to tell me the high Ahmad Vayimoy did edits, that the Pasik of Chavakuk is needed either to teach us that which Rab Masna teaches us or to that which Rab Yosef teaches us, as we'll see in a moment. So, therefore, 
Tashema says the Braise, even if you use that Pasuk for their Limudim, I have another Pasuk. Hoifia Mahar Padam. And Mipada and Hoifia Mimamin Shal Yisrael. Hashem gave, so to say, the money of the Goyim to the Yidin. Specifically in this case, Shoir Knani, according to this, Shoir of a Goy, that gores a Shoir of a Yid, that they have to pay Nezek Shalom. Continues the Gemara. My the Rav Masno, what is the din of Rav Masno? Dom Rav Masno, Omad, Vayimoyded Eretz, Ro'o, Vayater Goyim, the Gemara says, V'chulei, just to know that normally when you say etc. on a statement of Tanakh, you say V'goyimer, but here it says V'chulei, Ma Ro'o, says Rav Masno, Ro'o, Sheva Mitzvah, Shenetzlava Olein Bnei Noyach, V'leikimu, that when Hashem saw that they are not keeping the seven mitzvahs of Noyach, of Bnei Noyach, Omad, here he teaches that Omad, Vayater Goyim, means Omad Vihidla Oisami Alad Mosem. He exiled the Goyim from their original lands. Says the Gemara, Umay Mashma, that the word Vayater, which means to become freed up, to become permissible. Here, Rav Masna is interpreting it. It means Lishna, the Agluyehu. It means a lotion of going into Golos. So answers the Gemara. Here it says the words Vayater Goyim. And it says, and now we're quoting a Pasik in Parsha Shmini, when the Torah is teaching us about the Shratzim, really it's about the locusts that are permitted to be eaten. The Torah speaks about the ones, Asher Loi Kraayim, Loi Meta Kri Meta Vav, Mimal Leragloi, the creatures that have legs that are above its other legs. And they use that linated bohenalo adets against locusts that they jump around, that they are minated with their legs on the on the earth. And what does it mean? Umetargem and the targum teaches the words linated lekafza behind to jump with them alara. So jumping means exile. You are being jumped out, kicked out. You're moving from one place to the other. Now that is the limit of Rav Masna. My dear Rav Yosef, Tamar Rav Yosef again quoting the pasuk in Chavakuk Amad vayimoyded eretz ra'o v'chulei ma'arah. Beginning with the same statement that ra'o shava mitzvah shekiblu aleim b'neinoyach v'lekimu that Hashem saw that the goyim are not keeping the shava mitzvahs. So what did he do? Amad v'hitiram lahem. Hashem freed them up. Hashem released them from their obligation. Wow! Asks the Gemara, Itagura itagar, are they gaining by their misdeeds? What, they're not keeping it? And therefore they're freed from it? Imkain Motsinu asks the Gemara, Chaitan Iskara, sinner should profit? So Amar Mar, Loimar, the meaning of them being Vayater, they were released from the obligations, it means, It means that they will not get any reward for keeping it. But as Rashi says, I'm reading the Rashi inside, that Hashem no longer is commanding them so they don't get the reward. Abel says Rashi, that they get punished if they don't keep it. And more on that, just in a moment. In other words, by Hashem, we had a covenant, a bris with Hashem. A covenant means that it's never, it's never going away. And let's speak on the positive side, which also has a theoretical negative side. By the Goyim, because of them not keeping the Shava Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach, they were released from their obligation, and they don't get the schar as they used to. Says the Gemara Veloi, a Goy doesn't get schar for keeping the Shava Mitzvahs, it can be. V'hatanya. We learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Meir Oimer, Minayin Shafilu Nachri Oisig that if you have a guy that is occupying himself in Torah, that he is like a Kohen Gadol, 
Now, by the way, when it comes to Goyim learning Torah, it's good to remember there are two separate prohibitions. There is a prohibition on a Goy to learn Torah, and there is another prohibition on Jews that we are not allowed to teach them Torah. So when the Brais is speaking about a Goy that's Oisig Batayra, obviously he won't be like a Kayin Gadol if he's doing something that he's not allowed to do. But we're speaking about a Goy that's learning the Dinim of Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noyach. Those are dinim that he has to, that he has to, he's obligated to keep. And that can include many dinim. And many people say it also can include dinim kachim, because goyim are allowed to send someone to bring uh, carbon on their behalf. They're not allowed to walk beyond the chayl. In other words, they're not, a, they're not allowed to enter in temple proper, but they can go close to it, and they can send karbanai, so they have to know dinim of kachim, v'chulei. In other words, all of the toyrim, that is relevant to them. If a guy is going to occupy himself in learning that Torah, he's like a kohen gadol. How do we know that? So Talmud Leimer quotes the Brisa Pasik and Parshas Achrei, the famous Pasik, Asher Yase Oisam HaAdam Vachai Bohem. That if a Adam HaAdam is doing doing it here, meaning learning to do it, he's going to get life from it. So says the Braisa, it doesn't say Asher Yase Kahanim or Yase Levim or Yase Yisraelim. Kahanim Levim Yisraelim Leinemar. Ella, Adam. Adam means everyone, a human being. If he's Vaisik Batayra, Hareyuk, Kain Gadol. And Kain Gadol means the way the Gebraisa understands. Now, the Gemara understands from the Gebraisa that he reaches a level, and obviously there's some sort of schar for us to consider him like a Kain Gadol. So, how can you tell me he doesn't get schar? Now, before we go on, there's a very important Taisus. Taisus, David Hamaschal, it's Mamash on the left side here. Ella, Adam asks, that we know, you know, the whole machlek is between Rashbi and the Chachamim. Rab Shimon Bar Yechai holds that Ein Kivrei, I'm reading inside Toysavis, in the third, fourth line in the Toysavis, Ein Kivrei Ho'evet Kechavim Mitamim Ba'ayil. Goyim give of Tumah. There's no machlekes about that. In other words, if someone touches a corpse of a Goy, that's a, the corpse is Avi Avaisa Tumah. However, whether a corpse of a Goy can give of Tumah, not by touch, but by either a Yid and the corpse is under the same roof, or the Jew is going over the corpse, or the corpse is going over the Jew, Tumas Oil, Rashbi holds there is no Tumas Oil by a guy. Why? Because in the Parshas Tumas Oil, I'm continuing in Taisvis, it says, Adam ki yamuz ba'ayol, and Rashbi says the famous words, Atem kiruyim Adam, ve'ein ho'evde kechavim kiruyim Adam. So how can the Gemari here say that the words Adam, the Ashiyasa Oisam Ha'adam Vachaybehem means even Goyim, when we have a rule that Adam only means Yidin? So the Rabbein Tam here says that there is a difference between Adam and Ha'adam. Adam is only a Yid. Ha'adam goes on all human beings. And as we have just a nice, in the tragic, but in the infamous story of the Bialis blood libel, that when the defense team was defending him, they made the point to quote this Maimar Chazal, and they said that you find in Lashon Kodesh different words for a man. There's a word Ish, there's a word Enoish, and you have a word Adam, you have a word Gever, there's four names. And he pointed out that all of the three of the four names, aside of Adam, you have the word in the singular, and you have the word in the plural, Gever Gevarim. You have Ish, you have Anoshim, etc. But Adam, there's no Adam in the plural. And what his point was, is that one Yid was falsely accused of killing a Goyesh child, and then this was, not only was Mendel Bialis on trial, all the Jewish people were on trial. Because Atem, Kuroyim, Adam, Yidin are a nation that we are one. 
in the positive, when one Yid does something good, he makes a Kiddush Hashem, not for him. He represents all of the Jewish people. That Atem, only by Yid and those one Jew represent everyone else. But coming back over here is the Hakashem, that even, that a, that a Goy does get schar. Again, because he's like a Koyim Gadol, that's the connection. Answers the Gemara, Amri, they answered. One second. Schar he gets. And he's like a Koyim Gadol. However, Ein Mekabulam Aleim Schar Kimetsuva V'Oisam. After Hashem Ra'a and Vayater Oisam, they no longer are commanded. So there's a certain type of Schar that they no longer get. Schar, yes, but not as much as someone who is commanded and does his... His mitzvah. And Amr Abchanina, we just had this recently in Kedushin, and we have this in many other places, the rule of Gadol HaMetzuvah V'Oisah, that one who is commanded and does, is greater than Mishayin HaMetzuvah V'Oisah. Al Pipshat, because someone who is commanded also has a Yetzir Hara that is fighting against the commandment, and to overcome it, you have to exert a greater amount of effort, and you get a greater amount of schar. Now, Ula Yeshlem Al Pichasidis. Bechlal, this whole union, that a goy, punishment he gets, but a reward he doesn't get, if he's not Matsuba, why does he get punishment? And shouldn't it be, if you get punishment, you get reward? So perhaps the following, that every mitzvah has in it two parts. There's the part of the mitzvah that we know, Alpi Chassidus, is here to make a tikkun, to rectify the world, or to bring godliness into the world. It's to draw Hashem milmailo lumato. And then there is the part of the mitzvah that connects the one who is keeping the mitzvah. That person is getting elevated. That person is becoming mitzvah miloshan tzafsavachibur. The person is becoming connected to Hashem. The person is getting elevated. And maybe the reason why the Braisa considers the Goy, that's Oisik and his Torah, like a Koyan Gadol, we know from the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim that the difference between Kahanim and Levim is that Kahanim's avoid us to bring Elikos mil mailolomato. The Levim were the ones that have to bring Elikos mil, they have to bring man mil mailolomailo. So a Goy who does a mitzvah, his mitzvahs, they bring godliness into the world, which is why he gets some tzchar. And on the other hand, if he doesn't keep the Shava mitzvahs, he gets punished. But what did he lose out now that he's not a mitzvah v'oisa? So his elevation of becoming one with Hashem, that no, no longer happens because he is not commanded as he was before this event of ro'ah and vayater oritz. Let's move on in the Gemara. Ton Rabbanu, we learned in Abrais. That Okfar Sholcha Malchus Roimi, that had already happened, that the government of Rome sent Shnei Siradiotois to officers, Eitzel Chachme Yisrael, to the Jewish ages. And, and they told him, Lamdunu Tairaschem, teach us our, your Torah. And it is here that Toysvis asks, one second, how are we allowed to teach them when a Jew is not allowed to teach a Goy Torah? To which Toysvis explains that the, the prohibition comes from a positive commandment, Magid Dvarov, only Liyakov. Chuk of Mishpatav should be told, Li Yisrael, if the Yidin would have refused teaching Torah to two officers from Rome, their lives would have been in danger. And on this, there's no Yarek Val Yavar, so they taught them Torah. And not only did they teach it to them, but the Gemara says, Karu Vishanu Vishilshu. They taught it to him once and twice and thrice. Or as you have in the Rishonim here, they taught him Chumash, and they taught him Mishnayis and Gemara. Vechuli. And Bishas Petirosin, and when these Goyim, when these two officers were leaving, leaving Amrulahem, they told the Chachamim, listen, the Daknu Bechol Tairaschem, we learned good the Torah, and the Emesu, and it's all Emes. Chutz Midover Zeb, besides this din that we learned in our Mishnah. Sha'atam Oimrim, you the Jewish people say that Shor Yisrael, that Gors are Shor of a Kanani is Pater. 
But if in reverse, if our shayt of a Kanani gores a shayt of Yisrael, what did we learn in the Mishnah? Bein tam, bein muad. He not only is not potter, he right away has to pay Nezik Shalom. So they asked Chachma Yisrael, Miman of Shech. That's what we started out today's share with. Irei eyu dafka, afilo deknani kinagach Yisrael li potter. And if Re'eyu is Lav Dafke, so then it should be in reverse also. That Afilu di Yisrael ki Nagat Teknani L'chaiv. And as Rashi says over here, that we're in, it's a small Ahmed and Rashi, I think it's five lines before the end of the Ahmed and Rashi, Chutz Midavar Zeh, Teheim Zat Rashi lo'igilu lahem ta'am ayshol davar. These two officers didn't understand it because the reasons that we learned today was not revealed to them. Because how does this Maimer Chazal end? That We didn't want to tell them this taich of Vayater means that Hashem made their money Hefker for the Jewish people. Even if it's only limited to this case. Such a statement was a statement better they not hear, better they think that this halacha doesn't make sense, but it's a sakana Rashi says for going to hear these words that Yidin say that their mammon is Hefker for the Yidin. And the Dabar Zeh, however, these two officers back in the Gemara said, Ein anu We're not going to let the government know that we found one thing that we don't understand. Actually, in the Yerushalmi, it says that when they got to Rome, Hashem made an and they forgot this entire halacha. For them not to feel that they have the power to say something negative, but they're doing us a big favor, bite it. Says the Gemara, Rav Shmuel, Bar Yehuda, Shechiva Lei Brato. That Rav Shmuel, Bar Yehuda, unfortunately lost his daughter. Tragedy. A father is burying his daughter. And as we learned many times, he lived in Eretz Yisrael, but he traveled a lot. He was now in Bavel, so they asked Ola to join them when they will be Menachem Bavel. Kum Nezel, Ni Ola tells the Chachamim, My Isli Gabe, Nechamta de I don't want to be part of a Babylonian Nichum Avelim because he felt that the words that they used to offer to Avelim very strong digi dufuhu you offer blasphemous words how the Amri because the Chachamim in Babel they used to tell someone especially if there was a tragedy death is always a tragedy but here if you have a parent bearing a child they used to tell him that my what can we do in other words we don't understand what happened what can we do and Ula didn't like that expression, because what does that imply? That if it, we would have the power to do, we would not do what Hashem did. That, so to say, gives words that Hashem's justice is not just. God forbid. Ula is telling them, meaning that if you would have the power to change things, but after you would change it, you know, the famous story with our Rabbi when they were young, I think it was with the Tzamech Tzedek, he was playing with his friends. And each one was saying, if he would be Hashem, what would he do? One would not make hunger, one would not make poverty. And I think it was the Rebbe that Sanach Tzedek said, if I would be Hashem, I'm sure that I would do exactly what Hashem is doing now. This is the story over here. So Ula didn't go with them. Obviously the Chachamim didn't mean it this way. But Ula didn't go with them. But Ula went by himself. And here we have a very... Uh, a very heavy nichum avelim. So Azal who lechudai gabei Ula went by himself to Shmuel Bar Yehuda and Amar Ula tells him that it says in Devarim, Vayoy Merashem al Tatsaras Mayav. Do not, do not antagonize Mayav. Do not oppress Mayav. Va'al Tiskar b'Mulchama. Do not, do not incite war against him. Now, 
why would Hashem have to tell it to Moshe? So it must be that Moshe was thinking of beginning a war with Moshe. So ask the Gemara, If Hashem never told him to make war, why was there even a need to tell Moshe not to wage war? Ella explains the Gemara, no, that Nasa Moshe Rabbeinu made a Kalvo Omar, and he said, Uma Midyanim. The Midyanim, Shaloi Bo Elola Azir as Moyov. When the whole story, when Bilam gave the horrible advice that they should send, the Moyovim should send their daughters to seduce the Jewish men. And unfortunately, then they succeeded. The Midyanim who joined them are considered secondary players here. So the Midyanim that are only secondary, they came only to help Moiv. Nevertheless, the Torah says regarding the Midyanim, Midyanim oppressed the Midyanim and smite them. So therefore, So Moivim, Atzman, the Moivim themselves, they were the main guilty parties over here, is like Kalchein. Certainly we should wage war against them. That is what Moshe Rabbeinu thought. So that loy It's not what you're thinking is what I'm thinking. You know what Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu? What am I thinking? That That there are two special birds or pigeons that are going to come out from these nations. One is Rus who, no, the famous uh, grandmother of David HaMelech, and the other was Naamo HaAmoinis, one of the wives of Shloim HaMelech, with whom he had the next king of Rechavam. And therefore, now is not a time to oppress them, don't wage war against them, because this, these nations have to produce these two special people. So now, says Ula to the mourner, And if only for two good birds, not only on their families, but on their entire nations, and then there wasn't the time to destroy them. So, Bita Yisrael Rebbe. Now, you see how Ula gave him covet. He called him a Rebbe. He says, The daughter of Rebbe, meaning your daughter, if there is still something left for her to accomplish in the world, and there is something that was not yet done by her that she potentially could still do, is Allah has come of a Kama that she would still be alive. In other words, she passed away because the, she did the Baldiga things in the past. But now she finished doing everything she needed to do. So Ula consoled him in a way where he was justifying Hashem's judgment by saying that her mission finished. Obviously, because if she would still have something to do, she would still be here. Going on in the Gemara. Hashem does not withhold the reward from any creature. And going back to the Goyim that learn Torah, even though they're not Matsuva, they get, they're like a Koyim Gadol, some Schar they get, and that we see that Afilu, a reward, the Schar, for Sicha Noem, for a refined speech, for a dignified speech, Hashem rewards that also. And where do we find that Hashem gave a reward simply for speaking things in a more dignified way? So now we're going to the story that we have in Parshas Vayedom, that when the daughters of Light that they were holy women. They meant L'shem Shemaim. They thought that when Saddam was destroyed, the whole world was destroyed. So in order, they felt it's their responsibility to make sure that humanity goes on. So they got their father drunk, and on the first night, the Bechira, the elder daughter, had a relation with her father, 
and she got pregnant and she called her son Mayav. And then the second night, the younger one got her father drunk, had a relation with him, became pregnant, and, and gave a name to her son with Ben Ami. Now the words Mayav means Mayav. So she did something, L'shem Shamayim, and she got rewarded for that. Rus came from her. However, the word Mayav is not as dignified as Ben Ami. Ben Ami means he's a member of our nation. So they were hinting, they were alluding to the fact that there was some sort of unusual act that was done, L'shem Shamayim. So he's part of, you know, the father had a relation with the daughter. However, Mayav is very uh, unrefined, from my father. Let's read it in the Gemara. That she, the Kamra, Mayav. So dear, we were not going to wage war against them. But Hashem uses the words, Al do not oppress Mayav. Do not incite a war. Hashem didn't say don't incite. Hashem says don't incite Melchama. Implying Melchama, who delight, war not. But taxes, yeah, you can, you can um, tax them. However, Tzeila, the younger daughter, the Ka'amra Ben Ami, she called her son Ben Ami, which is more dignified, is Amr Le'a Kodesh Baruch that dear, Bekarafta Mul Bnei Amoin, Hashem says, Al Titsurein, do not oppress them, Al Tizgarbam, don't incite. Hashem didn't add the word Mulchama, meaning don't incite them, Klau, Ta'afil Wangari, Eloi Sa'avet, Vahu Gavaldi, continues the Gemara, Ve Omar Abchiya Barab, Omar Abisho Ben Karchon, a person should always be the first to do a mitzvah. And this is a beautiful hamshach to make it clear that for the sicha na'eh, the younger sister was rewarded. But let's not minimize the fact that both of them did it l'shem shamayim. And not only that, the fact that the older daughter had a relation a night before the younger, she got rewarded for doing the mitzvah first. She uh, went the one night before with the father. Is Kidomato Arab Adoirisli Yisrael? So let's think again. Who are the two prayers that came from them? From the from Mayav came Rus. Don't forget Rus. Her daughter was already she converted. So you have Oivet, the Gemara says, and Yishai, and you have David and Shloima, the kings. These are four generations. Who came from Ben Ami from Amoin? Came the wife of Shloima. Naami, Naamo, that gave birth to Rechavim. He came after Shleim HaMelech. Ve'ilu tzi'ira, ad Rechavim. D'ksiv v'shem imay Naamo HaMoynis. G'valdeik, says the Gemara Tana Rabbanon. As we learned in the Mishnah, the words, Ashoyra Yisrael, that Gordashel shal Knani. And as we spoke out, if it's a Knani, because they didn't keep Dinim, then it only goes to nations who don't have judicial systems. So then other Goyim are not included in the Din we learned in the Mishnah. And as we learned over there, if we quote the Pasuk of Rabbi Echidon, that quotes the Vezay Sabracha Pasuk, that it was a Fiya Mahar Paran, then all the Goyim, that's the Din. That if our Shoyed gores a Shoyed of a Goy, then we don't have to pay anything. If a Shoyed of a Gnanju gores the ox of a Jew, they have to pay right away Nezik Shalom. Now we're going to have the same scenario, but with the Shoyed of a Kuti. So again, every now and then throughout Shas, we get to learn about the Kutim. The Kutim, were, is, the Kutim are a nation that Sanchev, who exiled ten of the Shvatim out of Eretz Yisrael, brought a nation, which are called the Kutim, into Shamron. So they're called either the Kutim, where they came from, or they're called the Shemreinim. And after a short amount of time, something unusual happened to their detriment. Lions were going into their villages and cities, and we're eating up their people. 
So they said that, oi, why is this happening? It's not in the nature of wild animals to go inside you know, cities where people live in. Because we didn't convert. We did not accept upon ourselves the, the, the God of Israel. So they converted. And throughout Shas, we have this machlekes, whether we consider their conversion as sincere. If the conversion is sincere, then they are called Geirei Emes. They're converts, they're Yidin. Now sadly, they went back to serving Avodah Zarah, and then over the time, they stopped keeping many mitzvahs. And we'll learn about this many other times, exactly what happened, what happened when. If there are some opinions that hold that to begin with, their conversion was never sincere. They only converted because they were afraid of the lions. Geirei Arroyos, so the Goyim. So let's read the Braisa now. So says the Braisa, again, Tanurabanan, Shorisha Yisrael, that gourd and ox of a kuti potter. However, if shell kuti, that gourd, a Shorisha Yisrael, so here the Braisa says, Tam, Mishalem Chatsi Nezek, Mamash the way a din of a yid, with another yid. And Umut, Mishalem Nezek Shalem. So obviously we see over here that the Tanakama holds that kutim are Gerei Emes. Now if the, and which is why if their ox gores an actual Yisrael, chatzin nezek, nezek shalim, the only question is, why is it that if a shorish Yisrael, shenagach shorish l'kuti, why potter? And the answer for that will be, because as we mentioned, even though their conversion was sincere, but they, they went back to Avay Dezorim. And then they stopped keeping many mitzvahs. They didn't believe in l'fnaivel, esitim michshel, v'chulei v'chulei. So the Chachamim did not want us to intermarry into them. So they created certain halachas which would create an animosity between them and us to prevent us intermarrying with them. One such din is, if our ox gores their ox, we don't have to pay them. So they get upset with us. So that prevents intermarriage with them. Now, Rav Meir, Oimer, Shor, Shal, Yisrael, Shoragach, Shor, Shal, Kuti, Pater, Atkan, Mamash, like the Tanakama. But now Rav Meir adds that Vishal Kuti, Shenagach, Shor, Shal, Yisrael, Bein Tam, Bein Mu'ad, Mamish, like the din in the mission of a Kanani, then you have to be Mishalem Nezek Shalim. Why does Rav Meir say that if their ox gores our ox, they have to pay Nezek Shalim? The Havamin of the Gemara is, because Rav Meir doesn't hold that they are Gerei Emes, as we explained with Shittas Chachamim, and it's only a certain wedge that they put in between us and them, not to intermarry. Rav Meir perhaps asks the Gemara, Lememra, that Rav Meir holds that Kutim, they only converted not to be eaten up by lions. It was to begin with an insincere conversion. There was never a sincere Kabbalah Samitz was their Goyim. And now we're comparing them to Knanim. So it's just like the Den of Knanim. So is, and that would work. The problem is, is that Viriminu, the Gemara is going to bring from a Mishnah, which we'll see that Rav Meir does not consider them Gerei Arroyas. That Rav Meir considers them Gerei Emes. Now that Mishnah is speaking about the following Din. The Dam Nida itself has the status of an Av Hatuma, and if anything touches it, it becomes Tame. What happens if there is a Kesem, if there is a stain of blood on a garment? If the stain comes from a Jewish woman, then if, a, what, if it touched food, the food becomes Tame, etc. Question is, if you find a Kesem, a stained Garment stained, meaning it has in it damnida, menstrual blood, and you find it in the area of rekem, which is an area as we're seeing over here where most people that live there are goyim. Then the din is to hide him. And as Rashi beautifully shares, let's read Rashi inside. 
it's a little bit before the middle of the Amid. That is Rekem is a city that most people there are going. And the Dam Nachri Midoy Raisustar. And as it says, he quotes the Pasik and Vayikra Dabrul Bin Israel, Isha Kisazriya Vyoldas Vyolda Bas. So we learned Yisrael Metama Baleido Ubanido. The law Nachris. However, says Rashi Vaafal Gav that by rabbinic law, their Dam Nida also has they are like Zavin. However, says Rashi that on their Ksamim, there was never a rabbinic law. The rabbinic law that makes non-Jews always have the status of Tumas Nida, that's Midrabanan, on the period, but not on a Kesem. And here we're speaking about Ksamim, and since most people that live in Rekem are Goyim, so the Kesem is taught. However, continues, let's go back and think about it, that Rabbi Yehuda, we're quoting in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda says, Metami, Mipnei, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the people that live in Rekem, they come from people who converted. The only sad thing is, is Vitoyan, is that they uh, made a mistake, they went back to their old ways. However, since they are really Yidin, so just like by a Yid, Kasem is Tamei, the Ksalam there is Tamei. Continues the Mishnah, that if you find Mibain Hanachrim, a rule to hide him. Mibain Yisrael, if you find a Kesem in an area that either Yidin live there or Kotem live there, Rav Meir Metamei, Vechachamim Metahrim, Shulay Nechshetu Yisrael Al Kesmeim. And here it's important to read Rashi. Here we're going, let's go count ten lines from the bottom of the Amit, because there's a little bit of a different Girsa that clarifies Pasha to understand Pshat in this Mishnah. So if you see ten lines from the bottom of the Amit, at the end of the line in Rashi, so Rashi says like this, Mibain Yisrael, Mibain Hakutim, Temeim, meaning that the Hanim Tsoyim, Ba'ari Yisrael, but if you find a Kesem, not in a house where either a Yid or a Kuti lives, everyone says it's Tommy, but if you find it out in the street, in a place where it's Hefker, here the Chachamim hold, everyone, everyone holds to hide him. Why? Because Yidin, don't allow their Ksamim to go out in the open because they know that it has a status of Avatuma and they don't want it to be Matama foods. So that is Lakuli Alma, that if a Kesem is found in the open, it means this Kesem came from a Goy. Yidin would not allow it to be, it should be Hefkir in the street. However, that is where you have a Machlaikis. Rav Meir is Matami. Because Kutim didn't take that precaution. They didn't care that much of Lifnei Iver. They didn't care to cause other people to sin. And the Chachamim were also Mitaharim. Because even Kutim, I'm reading in Rashi, Bottom line is, is that forget about this detail when you find it in the street Hefker. That the Mishnah says, A Kesem of a Kuti is Tami. Even though the same Mishnah taught you that a Kesem of a Goy is Tahir. That the whole rabbinic tuma by goyim is only on their period and not on the kesem. So back, so as a hakasha, how can you say that Rav Meir is telling you the din? That they have to write a pay nezik shalom because they are like nanim, they are not like nanim. So Amar Rabbu, so says no, even Rav Meir holds like the Chachamim, the Gedi Emes. And they actually, they expand the logic that the Chachamim have. The Chachamim also hold that through Yidin. We want to make a wedge between them and us, not to intermarry. So if our ox gores theirs, they're putted. Rav Meir took it to the next level. So Amar Rav Meir 
that if their ox gores ours, they have to pay us the whole nezik. That will, for sure, will prevent us, shiloi yitamu bahen, we shall not intermingle in marriage with them. Frekti gemara masiv rab against Rabavo's explanation that it's a knas, it's that mamish separate us completely from them. And according to the Rajwa, this question is dafk against Rabbi Meir, that took it all the way, we are putter to pay for them, and their chayv nezik shalom if they damage us. And he asked from the following Mishnah. The Mishnah says, that if a man, God forbid, rapes a woman, so first of all, he has to pay her the knas of 50 shekel kesed, and he has to marry her. Now what happens if a man is ma'anes, if a man rapes a woman who alpidin toiri is not allowed to marry? For example, habal mamzeres, you're not allowed to marry a mamzeres. Or if a man, God forbid, rapes an asino. And Asina is a member of the Givainim that they fooled Yahushua and they made believe as if they came from a faraway nation and they were really from the Chivim or from the Chitim and they converted them and we promised to be nice to them and we kept our oath. And as we learned this many times, look in Yavama Samaches and other places, first of all, there's a Machlaikis whether we are not allowed to marry them, Midairais or Midrabanan. That's a Machlaikis Rishonim. Then we also have to clarify who made that Takana. Was it Yeshua? And then David HaMelech added exactly what did he add. Bottom line is, whether it is Midrabanan or Midrabanan, we're not allowed to marry Nisina. So what happens if a man is Ma'anis in Nisina? And he's not allowed to marry her. Or if a man is ma'anas, a kutis, and he's not allowed to marry her, says the Mishnah, the knas he has to give regardless. Don't say, since he can't marry, you don't pay the knas. No, you gotta pay, you gotta pay the knas. End of Mishnah. Now asks the Gemara, that Rav Meir said that they are really Eden. And therefore, if their ox gores ours, they should be chayev, only chatzinezek by time. But the Chachamim wanted to wedge, wanted to put such a big separation between us and them that so to say the Chachamim have the power to make them give up. They don't have to pay Chatzin Nezek. They have to pay Nezek Shalom right away. So Hachinami, why didn't the Chachamim say, Niknois, that if God forbid a man is Ma'ana Sekutis, he shouldn't have to give her the Knas. Kedei Shulayitamuban. And that's a Kasha. I mean, Ad Kedei Kach. According to Rav Meir, Ad Kedei Kach. So answers the Gemara Amar turning to the Aflamites, Here we're speaking about a man who, God forbid, he raped a woman. We don't want him ever to benefit from it. What, he's going to be ma'anas, a woman, and not to pay? Because we don't want the intermarriage between us and the Kutim, Zoisloi. But the Gemara asks a Gavaldika question. The man should be penalized. The Chaita should never benefit. But why do you have to give it to the Kutim? Asks the Gemara the final question. Why don't you obligate the man to give the money to the poor? That's a good question. And the Gemara gives a Gavaldika answer. That since this is going to be money that will never have a claimant, it will become uncollectible. Because if one poor person is going to go to this Ma'anas and say, hey, you owe 50 shekels, we know you're not giving it to her, so give it to me. He'll tell the Ani, why to you? I'll give it to another Ani. And even though really if Beisden will chase him, as we learned two shiurim ago, Beisden is Yad Aniyim, they'll be able to get it from him, but it's, gonna be, it's, it's, it's difficult to get money that is owed to the poor. So therefore they felt over here, and he, we want to make sure that he should pay for that which he did. So here, even Leraf Meir, here did, did not make the mamain of the kutis hefker and she will get her knas but going back to the other dinim 
according to Rav Meir, like we have in the Knanim, in the Mishnah, here also a, a shoir of a kuti that gores a shoir shal Yisrael, bein tam u bein muat, right away has to pay nazik shalim, and mirz Hashem to be continued.